Blog Talk Radio. On top of the state house. No doubt, baby. You know how we do. Good morning, Blog Talk listeners. Tom Hayes on January 7th. Here with my good buddy and co-host, Francis X. Jackman. Good morning, Francis. Good morning, Thomas. And uh, I want to tell you... uh, a little well, Downton Abbey, a little Downton Abbey there. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, but anyway, not a fan of Downton. No. Why is that? Everybody I loves Downton. But because I, I don't know how to say it. I'm always calling it. I'm always calling it Downtown Alley. <laughs> and it makes Downtown me... Abbey was a very, very prestigious streetwalker in Boston. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, Miss Ashley, you know, when we talk about that kind of thing, I'm sure our uh, oh, guest or our host, Supreme Host, maybe that's what we should call Mr. Dakota, the Supreme Host. He's on the air now. Tommy, are you there? Yes, it's Tommy Dakota. Good morning, everyone. Yes, you have the, uh, sounds like you have your own studio. Uh, I have a live audience today. Live audience studio, wonderful. That's uh, that's quite a sound effect. Yeah, there's four people here, and uh, one's my wife. A little nippy up here in Maine today. Woo! Yeah, we were just saying it's cold, and I guess it's okay to use this term. Cold is a witch's tit. Well... I, I don't know. I never, I never felt one so well. That's what no, I was quite a witch, curious. It sounded like that. Uh, it was so Just cold here last night. So cold yeah. last night. I'm out, I'm out in front of the house, having a conversation with with my neighbor, and we're talking, and and we can't hear each other because as soon as the words come out, they'd freeze and they'd fall to the ground. And we picked up all the words and put them in a bucket and came in, put them on the stove to find out what we were talking about. <laughs> Great metaphor. Great metaphor. Wow. We, I mean, you know, the language and the syntax that comes out of these shows. Uh, Frank was a, a, a teacher, uh, taught high school at East Boston High. You think Frank Before this could be, uh, yes. could, could be, I mean, the, the trend we're setting here and the example, I mean, could it be a, a, 
a case study or a uh, or a seminar for students. Or a reason think? to stay in school. <laughs> you don't end up like us. <laughs> Absolutely. Frank, Frank has nothing to say here. He's uh, quiet today. Frankie Fabulous on that list, too. Yeah, well, you know, the uh, it's January 7th. We've gotten through the holidays. This is the, congratulations, first show of 2014. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Thank you. Good audience today. It is a, it's a milestone. You know, I love that uh, that little sound box toy, whatever. You, that, that was a gift, wasn't it? Or was it your own gift to yourself? No, no, it was a gift. I uh, I get a little uh, uh, I get a little instrument every year, uh, which ah. made for a collection of odd instruments. Last year well, it was, was a ceramic sweet potato uh, from South America. A, a sweet uh, an instrument of sorts, yeah. Kazoo's, uh, noisemakers, slide whistles, uh, all kinds of weird things. I collect yes. them. Well, yeah, we haven't heard the slide whistle. Is that nearby as well? Uh, no, but I can get it shortly. Uh, no, 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 no. It's not I'm necessary. A, just, uh, I'm in a new, a new spot today. I'm not in my usual spot. Ah, okay. Which, which sounds different, but it's, it's the reason the slide right. whistle's not at hand. But I hope you're warm. Are you warm? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's just been just as cold down there. Uh, it's it's all over the country. You know, the only the only the only state in the whole country uh, that was not uh, zero or below today was Hawaii. Wow. That's that's some statistics, you know. That's that's for sure. So, you know, uh, no, no rest. Forty-nine states were below zero this morning. At zero or below. That's it's incredible. Now, I don't know what's the cause of this. I blame it on the Canadians. <laughs> remember, I think they're all responsible, personally responsible, as the Canada is known to us here in Maine, the shame of the North. <laughs> you remember, yeah, but if you go to Montreal, we have to <clears throat> hand it to them. Their women are superb. They're just uh, American women with accents. Oh, uh, okay. I won't get into that. I'll leave it at that. Um, remember that song, Blame It on Canada? It came from the people who created South Park. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think they used it in a, in a uh, there was some kind of a satirical movie about uh, uh, a president who was having trouble. So I think they decided to uh, declare war on Canada. It's a John Candy movie. Yeah, and yeah. that song they came I up with. Yeah, remember Robin Williams singing with an entire chorus for like the uh, it had to be the Oscars because I think the song went up for uh, I don't know if it won an Oscar, but it went up. Yeah, interesting. Frank, you're reticent this morning. You all right there? Well, yeah, I, I'm just like I I'm sitting in the cold. You, you are, it is chilly in the studio. They there's no uh, they're not splurging on the heat over here. Not splurging? No. <laughs> no I, They're not paying. Not paying. I, uh, you know, I'm surprised because we have to give you an update, Mr. Dakota. The uh, the lemon tree. Oh, thank God. That's all I worry about day and night. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, there's the lights are still on. There's two actually. I, I don't understand, Frank. The one at the top makes sense. I mean, first of all, it's 
this year, I think we covered this the last show, that um, this year the Christmas tree did not get the premiere three window. No. No, no. The Christmas tree was moved to a little side spot. But the lemon tree has maintained its posture in a premier position in front of three beautiful windows facing east, uh, west, and uh, getting sun all day long. The sun comes up, of course, in the east, but with by this time... That was decorated for Christmas, was it? The The orange tree was uh, decorated for Christmas? Other than the the Christmas tree and the lights on the lemon tree, no. Yeah, the lemon tree, pardon me, the orange uh, one right, citrus is like another. I bet that stopped traffic going by the, uh, the place. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure everybody said, oh, my God, they must have a lemon tree there because the lights are perennial lights. And But the the one that surprised me, there's picture this, a miniature searchlight at the base of the tree to, like, yeah. give it that. Or a stage light. Well, you're familiar with the stage lighting, Tommy. You mean the instruments? Yeah, as you, you call know, them in the theater. When you're productions, as, as a, you know, in doing uh, Broadway-type shows and, you know, that period when you had, you know, no longer able to be on stage 100% of the time yourself and you were teaching the young ones uh, the art of theater, you know, those, what do they call those lights? The, um, they call them instruments. Instruments. Yeah. Refer no, they, to they, all the lights as instruments. Are you talking oh, about inst- spotlights? Okay, yeah, but there was those floodlights, those kind of that that, that came from the uh, can-can days, those little, uh, right at the foot, the footlights. That's it, the footlights. That's why they call it footlights, yeah. Okay, we've got a footlight, a single footlight on this lemon tree. Uh, I guess, you know, uh, honoring it, its position in the, in, the, in the apartment. Actually, it has a better position than, than Frank. I can't wait till uh, spring when it, uh, we finally get a, a, a lemon off it. We can all have a, a gin and tonic or something. Oh, wait a minute. One of us can have a gin and tonic. We could pass the glass around because I don't think you're going to get much of a lemon out of that, but that's just me. Boston is not known for their uh, tropical fruit very much. Yeah, and this thing, this thing must has a, you know, a height of maybe two and a half, maybe, maybe three feet. No. Wow. Not even that high. No. no. So, you're right. So, you're going to hire an arborist soon to come in and take a look at it. Well, I, I think that's um, in the plan, actually. This is, uh, I've never seen anything take over an apartment. The only thing that comes close to this in terms of uh, importance here is the cat. The cat, but I don't think the cat actually has it as good as this, this lemon plant right now. The yes. studio cat? Yes, yes the studio, studio cat. cat, but... But right now, it's the, the lemon tree is, has predominance, by far predominance over the whole entire, I think, in terms of square footage. Uh, yeah, and the cat is nose is out of joint as a result. Oh, because uh, of the attention, attention to the... That has been displayed upon the lemon tree. Yeah, this is of no mere significance, Tommy. I mean, we're, we're talking, this is, this is just... Uh, it's it's I, I don't know I don't know how to explain it how how a plant oh, yeah I like to explain how we've been talking about this damn tree for three or four weeks and it's still not I even know. a piece of fruit on it yet yeah well I mean they built the whole movie around this theme you know with um, with, with Mr Ro- Roberts yeah with Jack Lemon yeah Jack oh, Lemon right. and Henry that's right yeah oh, that's right. I mean, 
Um, lemon... And Trini well, Lopez sang a song about it as well, didn't he? Lemon tree, uh, very pretty. You no, know, uh, this this tree's nickname is Trini. <laughs> Trini, after Trini Lopez or Trini Alvarado? Uh, lemon tree, very pretty. Yes, Here you go. Yes, well, Peter Paul and Mary. This call. Call it Paul and Mary because right. I it's mean, only one. But Trini, so, Trini, Trini is one, and so we can call Trini it. Trini kicked it up. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, quite the thing. And, Tell me, what's uh, this cat's name? Audrey. Audrey. After, cause Audrey? After, yeah, they, uh, the owner, now owner, current owner, I I did possess the cat for I housed. I didn't possess it. That cat is its own cat and goes wherever the food is best. But um, the current owner or cohabitator with the cat uh, decided to call it Audrey after um, one of the movies with Cary Grant with the cat burglar. Yeah, Audrey was a cat burglar. So that's the that's the joke. Oh, that was to catch a thief. That was it. Cary Grant, sure. Classic Audrey Hepburn was not in that movie. It was Grace Kelly. That's right. So She's been misnamed. <laughs> One of this cat's so odd. Now, that's something I used to do, and it could certainly uh, be something you guys should think about now, the way the show is going this morning. You take uh, that cat, you put it in a shopping bag, and you twirl it around your head maybe eight, ten times, and you dump the cat out and see if it can walk straight for at least a foot. Most of the time, they just fall over. This can be uh, uh, a great entertainment uh, when there's nothing else going on, like right now. So maybe you ought to think about doing that, and then you can describe it. <laughs> All of the SPCA jumped down on us. The poor... Well, I, Go ahead, Frank. It, it, it's not a real visual thing for radio. <laughs> But the pet of people would be all over you. They'd be breaking down your door. We could actually mimic the exact sound of that, though. I mean, <laughs> let me get a Female paper cat, bag. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Feel that breeze? It's springing around in that bag. Poor cat. Poor cat. At least when, when hey, it's not you know, the mic. It's nice to hear a little bit more of that theme song uh, this morning. When I don't, I don't get to hear that that often. It's uh, there's yeah. some pretty good lyrics there. Uh, it's a, quite the tribute uh, to uh, our fair city. Did, thank you. They did craft that uh, extremely, extremely well. You, you know, only one get of these... a couple of seconds right at the beginning and the end of the show. Without we got actually some good lyrics there, talking about all the uh, great sites in Boston. We should work for the Convention and Business Bureau. Maybe we can hit them for some money. You know, I I don't. It's one of those things. The song is so good, and it has such visuals of the city, and and highlights those things. You're right. Why it hasn't been uh, recognized more? And I just think it's just a matter of time. One of those things. When it's time is ready, it will happen. But yeah, I mean, I put together. I think you saw the visuals that I put together to to yeah the enemy yeah yeah yeah. Well, well, we'll see. I think one of these shows, if 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 you will allow, we may uh, even upload the new Bucky and Betty, uh, one of the episodes. And listen yeah, we to talked it. a little bit about that last week. You might explain who Bucky and Betty are to everyone and uh, um, 
So uh, when we do uh, get a quick episode of Bucky and Betty on, they'll know who Bucky and Betty are and the oh, creators well, they, of Bucky and Betty. Well, this whole idea of Bean Town and the Boston Bean as a character uh, morphed into, when they told us that it was too regional, that it wouldn't go anywhere, to my, you know, I, I can't believe, there are all kinds of stories, and Tommy, you experienced this in show business, the stupidity that comes from the the yeah, bookers, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's regionality that a, might be the might be the real uh, uh, best part of the uh, the program. I mean, that's I don't see what right. people would say it was too regional. It's crazy. Well, it's great uh, if you're running the, a Knights of Columbus hall, but not if you're, you're doing some entertaining. Yeah, well, and then and you know, I'm quick I'm quick to counter with, uh, well, do you mean like Cheers? You know, like that, yeah, that, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. well, oh, well, but that's cheers. Oh, the movies, oh, about, movies lately, the town. Uh, yeah, the town. And Affleck movies and uh, that, that one that uh, kind of mimics uh, Whitey Bulger. Uh, right, The Departed, right, Gone yeah, Baby Gone, yeah, The Fighter. Yeah, you know, and, 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 you know, because the more regional. You and more my accent's going to be popular all over the country. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. By the way, speaking of movies, you know, I think this is a this is a you know. I mean, if any callers do call in, I mean, would like to know if anyone has actually experienced a witch's tit. I mean, that would you know certainly be appropriate for today. But well, at least we can find of, out how cold that is. Hey, but finish talking about I I interrupt you about Bucky and Betty, the two characters. So Bucky, yeah. when they told us it was too mm-hmm. regional, we said okay. So we created, instead of focusing on the Boston Baked Bean, which is certainly still a character within the realm of Beantown, we called it Beantown and made it a repertoire, a repertory uh, of beans. So we created over 200 characters in, and actually created over 200 toys uh, representing all of those characters. And that, of course, blew it wide open. And no longer were we regional because... We had whales and we had raccoons and we had, uh, you know, farmers and uh, fire. You got a hell of a bunch of potential merchandising items. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And then it never—that's the problem. That we never made the chikaching that we should have yet. Uh, but um, on that note, the two characters, main characters that emerge from this city or town of Beantown were Bucky and Betty, and because the property, um, we, we needed a vehicle to, for the characters to move around in, and, and, and through a long story I won't get into now, the spoon emerged, as a spoon with wheels would be the uh, me- method in which these beans, uh, you know, navigated through the town of Beantown. But then we said, well, if we have a spoon, why don't we have a spoon racer and we made Bucky uh, the hero as a spoon racer. Well, of course, now you need a heroine. And then we created Betty, who uh, the, everything is retro. It's in the 50s. And Betty uh, works in a place very uh, 50s, very retro, um, diner, you know, the whole thing with the roller skates, etc. So oh, these like two the characters. Yeah. Exactly. And so yeah. these two characters. Uh, you know, emerged from this one idea of the Boston Bean and Beantown. And so, uh, as you know, Tammy, who's called in on the Tommy Dakota show a couple of times, very funny gal, uh, she and I got together and 
the, actually this, the whole Tommy Dakota episodes and series gave me the idea one day that we should do a children's radio show, a lot cheaper to produce, and we could bring back uh, old-time radio. As we are yeah, doing, kids today have no idea what, what the radio is. If it's not visual, they don't know what the heck it is. Right, That's why and kids lack can, imagination these days, I think. Right, so we've come up with in just a, over a two-month period, we've come up with over twenty-four original uh, stories, and you've heard them all, and um, complete with sound. Found a genius sound producer up in Maine, and uh, sound engineer. And the three of us together have created these these vignettes, and uh, they're they're quite fun. They're quite they're very reminiscent of George and Gracie and Lucy and Desi and and all of that. So yeah, some morning actually, um, as I as I talk about it now, not I, what we should do, Mr. Dakota, have you and the co-host here. We should uh, launch the first children's show. Not a bad idea, but boy, am I the wrong guy to launch a children's show. <laughs> well, we could. I th- I'm sure you could adapt. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm still got that campaign to rid uh, with the United States of anyone under uh, 20, but that's just me. You know, I'd like to hear this this new episode that's being uh, uh, put together now, and uh, maybe we could uh, make a whole show out of just that and. Uh, and then uh, Frankie Fabulous and I can do a little critiquing. Yeah, I, I think that's <laughs> Maybe wonderful. Maybe tell the people one... how to get it, get a copy of one of these, too. Well, well the music store, you're talking about, you like that one, the music store. Yeah, she goes uh, yeah in. I think that's that's my favorite, yeah. Well, uh, you gave oh, it a nice well, review. Well, he actually, Frankie just listened to it and went over and threw up. And uh, so I don't know. <laughs> that's true. He did. That's what he I call a critic, the... you know. That's what well, I call yeah, a critic. He... That's that's cute. And then he went over to the sink and he barfed. And I said, "Oh, thank you." And and I got and I got out of here. Yeah, he's laughing, but it's the damn truth. I, I've never had you, Tommy. Have you and I have had battles about our opinions of some of these productions, but never did you puke. <laughs> he did. He excuse me. But uh, hey, does that mean it was good, Frank, or was that was it bad? I don't. And if well, it he was looks good, so, what do you do when it's bad? I, I actually, what it was, I was so overwhelmed emotionally by the show that I, it, everything everything came out of me, not just wow. emotionally, that's, that's but, a, but also. Uh, that's quite a tribute. If you really hated it, maybe you would have had diarrhea instead. <laughs> well, it, it, well, I, I left before that happened. I, uh, well, you know, he's he's being kind now because he sat there the whole time, and I'm waiting for like a really. I mean, everybody else hears it, howls at the fact that this gal can't play a guitar, and then she goes out to the spoon and puts on the, uh, picks up her bean phone, and um, gets goes to bean tube and watches a two minute video, and then comes Did back. And she can play like Jimi Hendrix. I mean, oh, yeah. well, howling. Frank looked at it like, I don't know, maybe that's what, maybe you had a little, is that when the thing, whole thing was beginning? I right. had, I had uh, um, some combustion in my. Yeah, he didn't look good. I'm sitting there watching him saying, he's, I don't think he likes this. 
And it wasn't that at all. It was a physical condition, yes? Yes. Because stop eating those squirrels from the uh, Boston Common. That's always been a problem. God knows yeah. what those squirrels eat, you know, up there in the Common. I know, I know, I know. I know. They eat the Cracker Jacks and everything else. Well, he, uh, but he was polite. He waited till the end before he threw out. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't throw up in the yeah. middle of it. You know, I, I'm a tough guy. <laughs> That's why he's no longer on local television. He's doing reviews of movies and records and things. Well, he had this look. He looked at me like, uh, you know, I, I, I you know, there was a certain angst because he didn't. I don't think he was. You were timing it. You were trying. You were hoping to God that the the thing ended soon so you could just go over there and do what you had to do. But uh, I got out of here fast. I took picked up my computer and screwed, and I said, "Wow, that." was a hell of a reaction. I never saw the host move so fast. <laughs> and he, he, he did say to me, he did say to me, I, I'll talk to you in a while. I'll see you when you feel better. <laughs> Let me I, know I, when you recover. I saw him a week later. Yeah, you missed you it, know, Tommy. A, a lot yeah. of entertainers, especially comedians, and Tom, you're, you're a real pro, you a lot of them will listen to another comedian, and uh, they won't crack a smile. They won't make a right. sound, and they'll be straight-faced, and you'll come down afterward, and they'll look in the, the eye and say, that was really funny. But they just yeah. don't do it. You know who was famous for that? Groucho Marx, when he was still alive. I remember meeting him a couple of times, and he'd sit there, and I'd be with a bunch of real comedians uh, doing a show in Vegas or something, and... Uh, you know, they go around the table, they'd all be, they'd all be telling hilarious jokes. I'd be rolling on the floor, and you look at Groucho Marx, and he's just sitting there, and he's nodding his head. And, uh, you know, he gets up to leave and says, wow, you know, this has been the greatest couple hours of my life. This is hysterical. He just, you know, like a lot of comedians, just doesn't uh, respond that way. Maybe it's because they look at it more of a, more as a job and not as a, uh, not as a, uh, some sort of... About the the dementia story, did I tell you that? No, he forgets. <laughs> <laughs> no, true, a true story that happened last week. Yeah, go ahead. I, I'd love to hear it. So, I New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, rather. I had a show scheduled in um, Pat's Peak, New Hampshire, and a nice resort. Never and, heard you of know, it. No, not. Yeah, not a nice venue. They had us in the. Uh, Lodge with uh, a three-ring circus going on. They had a poker game. <laughs> they had us, and I forget some other, maybe a juggler in the corner. I don't know. It, but yeah, it was certainly. I get lately, yeah. <laughs> the, you know the, you know the lights were awful. We were on a. They 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 put together a couple of milk crates and threw a board on top of it and put put <laughs> a black have curtain. a flashlight on you. Oh yeah, and they had benches. They didn't even have seats. They had benches. <laughs> And people could choose. That's what, oh, no, we were competing with the buffet. So there was a buffet oh, oh, oh. with, Uh-oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and nobody, can, Elvis couldn't compete with food. I mean, <laughs> nobody competed with food. It's true. I mean, yeah. you know, when you put food down in front of people, all of their, their heads go down and the food goes in, yeah. and that's the end of that. They're not going to care what's on stage. Oh, now we got the cat on the table. She's actually, get out of here. Uh, oh, sorry, no, sweetheart. For any cat lovers out there, no, sweetheart, would you please get down? Um, Quick, grab a grab a shopping bag. 
<laughs> so finish the story. We're running out of time. It's a good story. All right, we got time back. Yeah, so, um, so we were competing with yeah the buffet, the the poker game, which was on the other side of the of the curtain, <laughs> so we could hear every scream and yell when they were so so pretty bad conditions. But I also got a call last minute to perform for an assisted living uh, senior center. Oh, now the agent. One. Is, yeah, a national agent who I've never talked to. They won't. This is how comedy has been reduced. Uh, there is no, um, th- there is no communication. You can't phone. They, you have to email back and forth. But so there's no human contact other than emails. So he he says these these seniors, these seniors are alert and bright. Don't worry about it. It's not your typical. They'll be with it. Again, I think that was the, the the phrase, with it, with the quotation marks. So I think, okay, you know, it's an assisted living. And so I go to that first before I head up to Pat's Peak for the disaster, two disasters in one day. So I get inside, and the, the lady is really gruff, the social, um, the, you know, the, the whatever you call her. And she uh, uh, she says, oh, this is this is the extent of her warmth to me the entire time I was there. How did they get you at the last minute? You know, and of course I walk in and, you know, I'm six. I, I know I don't look like, you know, um, Chris Rock, but, you know, I mean, you Tell know, what you look like. what you look like. I mean, it's a guy's appropriate for old people. I mean, he's 66, so, you know, but she's, all she can look at me is like, how did they get you at the last minute? In other words, what what did they, how far down in the barrel did they have to go before they found you? Anyway, you know, it's going to be a good show, right? Yeah, so there's no microphone, no lights. Again, we're in the no middle. Mic, no mic? No, no mic. So I got to yell at the top of my lungs people to hear me so there's no warnings no gee i would like this kind of a show nothing and you know she doesn't just go ahead so of course i try material and one realized go ahead um, yeah well yeah it was this guy we just got this guy at the last minute here good luck you know so uh i start and of course the material so i told the duck jokes uh that i told you the other day and, yeah, um, yeah. and by the way, actually, Frank laughed at the duck jokes. He threw up at the Bucky and Betty, but he liked the duck jokes. <laughs> I, I go through the act, and one guy staring at me, <clears throat> as just like you were saying, not a laugh, not a, 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 a flicker of a, of a smile, no turned-up corners of the mouth, and he's just staring at me. And his wife is laughing. She's having a good time. And I'm, so I'm talking to her. I asked his name. His name is Paul. I said, Paul, you all right? I said, you know, you're looking at me like, you know, you forgot your password. You know, did you did you uh, have you did you eat a few bad clams or something? I mean, you're you know, you're not laughing at anything. And of course, a comedian likes that because he's the barometer. You can go back to him and hopefully elicit a few uh, laughs. By the fact that one person doesn't think you're funny at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. I do the show. I I think it's a success. I do some magic tricks to. They like that. They like the visuals. And the next day, the the anonymous um, booker emails me back. She hated you. She said she said you were rude to the dementia patients. 
<laughs> Give me a big laugh. <laughs> How can you be rude to me? My, anyway. my response in horror and shock, who had dementia? I didn't notice anybody with dementia. And then it hits me. Paul must have had dementia. The guy he'd been picking on for the whole show. Yeah, so the reason he wasn't laughing or responding, the poor guy couldn't, you know. He, he didn't even know I was there. And, you know, so this... Now the running gag, the real gag, is that the poor comedian is being foiled by his own devices. You know, he's right. Right. he's trying to bring a he's trying to get a response from a dementia patient. And uh, uh. and you know, the next time I do one of these, I'm going to ask that badges be made. Uh, you know, a little round thing or something around the neck. I have you dementia. Give me medical records before you begin your set. That's yeah. So I know I know what, who to stay away from. And uh, but yeah, no, we're laughing pin. here. But you are—you're really innocent in this whole deal. I mean, you're just doing shit. I walked into a, a viper's nest, you know. And the same thing was booby trapped. It was a minefield, you know. And then um, she said that he told condom jokes. Now, of course, the condom jokes. I'll do this for the audience. The condom yeah. joke was the the last joke of the d- d- three duck jokes where he goes into the drugstore and he says to the guy, well, the, the one before, it's got to be set up a little bit. He goes into the drugstore and says to the druggist, you got any chapstick? He says, yeah, aisle six. The duck comes over, gets the chapstick, puts it on the counter, and the druggist says to him, you want that on your credit card? And he says, no, just put it on my bill. Come on, get, uh, a, get, get the laugh. <laughs> so duck comes back the second day. He says to the druggist, you got any condoms? And he says, yeah, aisle nine. Duck gets the condoms, he puts them on the counter, and the druggist says to him, you want that on your bill? He goes, what kind of duck do you think I am? So that was... Thank you very much. That was about the same reaction before the laugh track of, of the people, the dementia people. Oh, so yeah. she explained about the filth of my condom. <laughs> the filth of my condom joke. A duck buys a condom, and the guy asks if he wants it on the bill, and the duck says, no, just put it on my... What kind of duck do you think I am? So yeah, she just, complained yeah. that I did the condom joke. So and so anyway, a, a total train wreck, this this um, <laughs> senior show, which it's only got me. worse at Pat's Peak. It was quite a New Year's Eve. I wish I was Rest here. Rest is uh, social director, by the way, if, uh, if she's going to call you back sometime. <laughs> Shocked that I that I was so filthy and disrespectful to the dementia people, Uh, and of course the old the old the elderly chicks were getting really kind of getting in on it. You know the um, phenomenon. The women all sit together. The guys all sit together. And, you know, I'm, of course, encouraging them. You hear all these stories about the senior sex that's going on in some of oh, these yeah. senior sex. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I can't but wait anyway, to get that, older. Yeah, that was, my new, that, was my, that was my way of ringing in the new year. Um, yeah, well, maybe it's a, an omen for the rest of the year being really good. I've, You're just, just getting rid of the loss I have, of the uh, bad karma. I have one this afternoon. I should just stay home. It's cold. <laughs> And, you know, just kind of <laughs> hang it up for the winter and hope things get better. Maybe you can call March. it in somehow, you know. 
Yeah, exactly. So I think I... Someday maybe you can, I, you can Skype your shows, you know, over the computer. <laughs> you can just set up a... That, just, just set yeah, something up it'll in front make, of the audience, you know, a TV screen or I, something. You can call it in. It, you know, and if that way there they could keep the camera off the uh, dementia patients so I didn't pick on them, you know. I mean, imagine if Don Rickles ever walked into that place. <laughs> How come he always react? gets away with all this stuff? Well, exactly, and he wouldn't care if they had dementia or not. I mean, Don would just yeah. go off on the guy, and uh, you're right, they'd all laugh because it's Don Rickles. But no. The guy I mean, always Tom made Hayes, me laugh. Oh, he's just a hysterical man. Uh, he, uh, I don't know. The funniest thing I ever saw he, him in was he was on Saturday Night Live with with Joe Piscopo and the rest of the gang, yeah. the early gang, and um, they there was a scene where they were doing like a a a medieval uh, theme, and they were slapping each other, kind of slapstick thing, yeah. And so they were slapping slaps, and Joe, you could see Joe Piscopo <laughs> picking it up. I mean, and really walloping Rickles on the stage. And, of course, the cast is dying. And finally Rickles looks at him and he says, you slugged me one more time like that. I'm going to kick you in the nuts, you son of a bitch. (laughs) 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 I mean, mean, you know, uh, Frank Sinatra had a lot to do with uh, Rickles' career uh, early on. Really, really, exactly. his career. And, uh, yeah, and exactly. the only one that would, uh, you know, the only one who would dare say anything bad to Frank Sinatra was uh, Rickles, because uh, Frank would just laugh and laugh and laugh. It's funny for his shows. You know, a lot of shows there are people that want to sing ringside. They want to sit ringside for fear of having the comedian do something to him, like you just mentioned. And, right, uh, exactly. And his shows, people, you know, they fight over getting close in hopes that Rickles picks on them. I mean, there's not many the comedians greatest line that, to, who can say that. And he admits the greatest line that comeback he ever got was, he looked at some chick and said to her, <laughs> she said, uh, how much do you charge to haunt the house? And she said to him, how many rooms? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no one ever gets the best of him. Jeez, that's funny. That's yeah, funny. that's right. He's still performing. Yeah, oh, what's that? I saw Jackie Mason last year. He's about 190. He's still performing. He's as funny as ever. And so is Rickles. Rickles is 87. Rickles, and he's still yeah. Up. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, be, what keeps him alive. Before the hour is up, or uh, the 45 minutes here, we, we're keeps talking up, about yeah. Austin movies, and you were talking about the fighter and the great job that Christian Bale did. Yeah, you know, I finally got to see it, and and you know, I everyone, well, not everyone, but uh, uh, Mickey Ward is uh, is in in New England is is pretty famous fighter, uh, in fact, a very famous fighter, and and had an interesting life and an interesting brother who was also a, a fighter, and uh, uh, I think it was just last year they uh, made a movie about the two of them, and. Uh, it was uh, Christian Bale and uh, and Mark Wahlberg, and I finally got to see it the other day. And and Christian Bale is a you know I was never a big fan of his, but he's made some great movies and he's so many characters. And of course they all put on the old Boston accent. Uh, the two of them actually came from Lowell, but that's close enough to have uh, quite the Boston accent. But Christian Bale was just so good in that. I uh, really getting to like him more and more as an actor. Uh, you know, I was well, <laughs> and, and multiply it to the 10th because 
what he does in American Hustle will get him. If he got an Academy Award for the first one, he's going to get one for this one as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, just, again, another regional movie. I mean, who cares about two uh, punch drunk fighters from Little Massachusetts? The movie was a tremendous right, hit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's too regional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, regional. Um, well, it took Wahlberg. It took him. He he had his fight with that one, so to speak. He had to uh, yeah. wait ten years before it got produced. Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah. seriously, his role in the American Hustle is out of control. He is spectacular. All of the yeah. acting is. In fact, that the uh, gal, um, his his leading lady is from also starred in The Fighter. Oh, okay. And it's. And it's the same director. He's going to get an Academy Award yeah. for this thing. It's one of the best movies. It, it reminds you of um, uh, of uh, Goodfellas, in, yeah. but with the, without the, the blood and guts. It's just brilliantly, yeah. brilliantly done. Yeah. And um, so it's going to be on my this, list. There's not too many movies this past year that I really wanted to see. Um, wasn't a great year for movies, I didn't think. Uh, yeah, but, but this you know, one movie just, fan, always have been. Yeah, so they and stuck it, it in 2013 there at the end. It is a killer. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, well, well anyway, before they shut it off, this was fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hope everyone enjoy, I enjoy talking about some of these things as well. And I certainly wanted to talk about Bucky and Betty because I think it's, uh, it might be something that's uh, on the horizon. I love people here at least uh, one episode so they know what we're talking about. We're always talking about them. And, so, uh, is I'm going to... A couple of episodes. Then, uh, and uh, Frankie Fabulous and I will do a, uh, a literary criticism of sorts yeah, uh, based on your script. It doesn't have to say much. That's no, I, I just I just have to not vomit. Yeah, he just has to yeah. not. You know, sure. it's the Rotten Tomatoes. If you like it, is, Frank, you can get a nosebleed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can hear the vomit on radio. You can't yeah, hear the Yeah, 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 that's true, yeah. Exactly. Well, anyway, anyway, we're going to lose this thing in about two minutes. So thank you, Tommy. What a nice first thank uh, you all. episode of the new year. And yeah. you stay warm. You and, too. Good uh, show today. It was fun. I'll talk to you guys fun. next week. Tommy. Bye for now. Bye. Okay. Thank you. We forget. We forget we have listeners out there. So thank you, listeners, and uh, please stay tuned.